leave my family alone. Please continue to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. Thank you very much for those who are listening and checking me out. Pass me around to your friends. And you know, uh, if it if it's something that you don't you dislike or you find a displeasurable, please uh, hit us up on our social media and let us know. Talk to us. But anyway, today with me. I have the hardworking, the most opinionated, water guzzling, Nikki Lachey. Nikki Lachey, welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be here, glad to be amongst the people of the living. Okay. (laughs) Make it sound like you're in the Walking Dead series. But yeah, so I, uh, I think, didn't I tell you about this show? About this movie, rather? I said show. What movie? The movie that we're going to be. Um, yes, you did tell me this is the movie we're going to be doing the review on, so I better watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I did happen to watch it first. Oh, okay. Now I didn't know if you heard about it. Well, well, prior I, guess... to that, I don't know. I, I don't recall seeing any trailers for it or anything like that. Oh, okay. Cool. So you didn't know anything? What you, Did you know what this movie will be about? I didn't. I wasn't sure. I seen all of the... Um, hot hitter actors and actresses in it. So it was kind of exciting to see everybody on one film. Didn't know if it was going to be a comedy. I wasn't sure if it was going to be, because I'm not, I don't watch too many Western movies to begin with, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't sure if it's going to be a serious movie or it was going to be a comedy. Because when you think about country movies, you don't think about African-American people uh, from the, the movies that they have out now, with that's Western movies. They usually have black people playing a very small role in that history so it was it was kind of different to see us as cowboys and cowgirls because you didn't you didn't think that we existed well at least i didn't i didn't think that we existed as they as i just found out knowing that these characters were real people mm-hmm. that they were people who actually lived right and the film that she is discussing and the film that we're going to be reviewing is I'm going to tell you right now. Right after these messages.
harder they fall. And boy, did they fall hard on this film. Now, the director for this film, you have James Samuel. He directed They Die by Dawn. I actually saw They Die by Dawn. It's a slower version of this film. A a star-studded cast. It had actors like the late, great Michael Kenneth Williams. He played Nat Love. You had uh, Bokeem Woodbine, Jesse Williams, Rosario Dawson, Isaiah Washington. I actually met Isaiah Washington. He was a cool dude. A lot of people don't like him because he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> but uh, nah, we, we had a pretty good conversation. We were talking about DNA and stuff like that. He's a really, really cool brother. Um, Clifton Powell was in this. And so, yeah, James, James Samuels is not new to the Westerns. Also, he directed Jay-Z Legacy. It's a short that he directed. And the writer for the film is Boaz Yakin. He directed Fresh. You've seen Fresh before, correct? Yeah. And also, Remember the Titans. Did you see that with Denzel Washington? I don't think I saw that one. Oh, okay. Did I tell you about the time Denzel Washington uh, mugged me? Anyway, I'll say that for another time. I'll say that for a Denzel Washington movie. All right, the logline for this film is a vengeful bandit mistakenly gets a ragtag group of desperados together to take down a menace for retribution. You said mistakenly? Yeah, like, because the reason why I say mistakenly because he tried to leave them in the salon and they remember him, the sheriff, tried to pretend that, uh, spoiler alert, the sheriff tried to pretend like him, he was arresting him yeah then all of a sudden they all kind of came together and went out there that's obviously a mistake oh, okay you think that's a mistake I don't think that was a mistake you that was a mistake <laughs> no why you, you didn't meant for it to happen oh uh, he he wouldn't request for that to happen but I mean he I don't think it was a mistake that they were all there together you know uh, it's kind of like if I go out and I do some dirt mm-hmm. I don't want to I won't want to be my friends involved because if they get hurt, then I feel guilty, you know? All right. So how about this? A vengeful bandit gets a ragtag group of desperados together to take down a menace for retribution. I won't even say get. A vengeful bandit and a group of ragtag desperados come together to take down a menace for retribution. I like that. All right. (laughs) So the characters for this film, which is an all-star cast. You have Nat Love, played by Jonathan Majors. You might have seen him in Lovecraft Country, Loki, and The Five Bloods. Tick! That tick! Tick he talking about over there! Tick! <laughs> and also, uh, he has a movie coming out pretty soon in 2023 called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Ooh. But you don't watch comic book movies. So I, do I, don't, not. I don't know why you would have, mm, like you just ate some good red velvet cake. Yeah. Tick is going to be in the movie. You gonna watch this film? He's, he's, he's I, will, gonna, I will not. He's gonna be a villain. You never seen Tick as a villain. I mean, I, I gotta call him a Tick. You never seen Jonathan Majors as a villain. I can't say that I have. You're not gonna watch it to see him as a villain? I won't. Terrible. And you have Mary Fields, played by Zazie Beats. Uh, she was in Atlanta, Deadpool 2, and Joker. And she has a movie coming out in 2022 next year called The Bullet Train. Well, it's not the bullet train. It's just called bullet train. Okay. And you have Rufus Buck played by Ildris Elba. Ildris Elba. I can't never say his name. Oh, for real. And you might have seen him on The Suicide Squad and Luther. And he has a movie coming out of next year, 2022. He's going to be playing in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. He's going to be Knuckles. (laughs) And you have Bass Reeves played by Delroy Lindo. You might have seen him in The Five Bloods and Get Shorty. You have Trudy Smith, played by Regina King. She was in If Bill Street Could Talk and also Ray. And I love Regina King on this. Like, I never... Look, does she does she have a New Orleans accent or was she just doing that for the movie? That's for, That's for the movie, yeah. Because she's from, she's from Cali. Okay, because that accent was like, oh my gosh. I love that accent. That's what made me like her. I, I wasn't a fan of her. But when she started hitting me with that accent, I just fell in love with her. Oh, she's, she's 50 years old. She's the promise number. I don't know about that accent. Yeah, I love that. She, I love Truly her was supposed to be from New Orleans or something. I don't, I don't get why she had that accent. 
could it could have been a Mississippi accent. Let's see. It probably was supposed to be a Mississippi accent, but it was the it was a New Orleans accent. I thought I was listening to the the lady woman from the um from the vampire movie that we watched, the one who had the AIDS. It was the prostitute, the rapper. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know the um vampire movie. Oh, you talking about uh, uh the Spike Lee movie? Yeah. I thought that's who I was listening to. What's her name? Baltimore. Uh, yeah. No, she was in. She was in the first one. Remember one the uh, the movie I was talking about called They Die by Dawn. Mm-hmm. The uh, the director James. He directed. She, that, she that was, was in the that. Boston accent. That wasn't a New Orleans. Then it was the Boston accent. Then because that's what no, she sounded she, like. She's from Baltimore. Well, Baltimore. No, that's a like Baltimore accent. That's what she sounded like when she was talking, Regina. I, I definitely would say New Orleans, but I don't think that was a. I don't think people from New Orleans would be like, oh, that you know, that sounds just like my aunt. I, I think they they can tell the difference. But it wasn't a Mississippi accent, Baltimore accent, or New Orleans accent. Gertrude Smith. Oh, it said it, it, it just says she's from the Wild West. Um, so I don't know where the accent came from. Maybe Regina just thought that was the accent. I think, yeah, I think she put it in there. I like that. I like the accent. I really did. I, I really did like her accent. And then you have Cherokee Bill, who's my favorite. That was my favorite character right there. Trudy Trudy Smith was my second favorite character, and Cherokee Bill was my first favorite character, played by Lakeith Stanfield, and who is my favorite actor? You might have seen him in Knives Out. I try to watch Knives Out, but. Somebody tried to get revenge on me and told me the end of the movie because they said I told them the end of the movie. It was a series. But what I was doing was I was trying to pretend. I was trying to make them think that a person was going to die and they weren't. So he, they thought that I told them the end of the movie. So they were getting me back and they told me the end of Knives Out and I never finished it. So, but yeah. <laughs> and Atlanta. Uh, you watch Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. They're actually filming that here in Atlanta again. Oh, okay. They're yeah. building it at my own hotel at the airport. Oh, okay. Okay. And then also, you have Get Out. He was Get in... Out. Yeah, he was in Get Out. And you have Jim Beckworth, played by R.J. Siler. You might have seen him in Power Rangers and the White Boy Rick. Did you watch White Boy Rick? The I whole... did. I saw it. And that, because that was, White Boy Rick was kind of connected to the DMF movement, wasn't it? Um... I guess it was probably loosely connected. Because I, I know Eminem was playing White Boy Rick in, in BMF. So my, oh, is it? Yeah, he's supposed to be. Oh, I didn't know that. But I would think loosely because he was actually working for, you know, White Boy Rick was working for the um, police department or the FBI. Oh, he was? Yeah. I need to watch that now. I need to watch it. Then you have uh, Bill Pickett played by Edie Gathergee. I probably screwed his name up, but <laughs> he was in the startup. You ever seen the startup? That's that's a great series about the woman who's a hacker. He was like the uh, Haitian dude. Oh, I think was, we I think we started watching that where she was trying to get people to um to invest in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah, think we ever yeah. finished it though. Yeah, I, I didn't finish it. Yeah, you gotta finish it. I'm caught up now. And he was also in Pimp. And you have uh, an all star cast like Dewanda Wise, Michael Beach. Michael who? Michael Beach. <laughs> I feel like a Nigerian calling somebody a bitch. You beach. Michael Beach. You beach. Where's that museum nigga? <laughs> anyway, you have uh, Danielle Deadwiler and you have Damon Wayne's Jr. I knew that was Damon Wayne's. I said that. That looked like a Wayne's. I said that's one of them damn Wayne's. <laughs> so, if you would like to go back and forth with me, we can give, because these characters that these actors portrayed were actually real characters. Yeah, that's so cool to know that they were real characters. The story wasn't real, but the characters were actually people who existed. And the irony is they put them all in one time period when they all kind of existed different time periods. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, in different cities and yeah. you know, states and stuff like that. They, they put them all together. And made put them all in one universe. Here. It's like the cowboy matrix. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, thought, I thought you were going to say the cowboy uh you don't watch you don't watch uh, I don't I don't <laughs> so let's let's go ahead so let you know anything that I leave I leave out or a character that you want to talk about just let me know and uh so we're going to start off with Nat Love now he was an American cowboy former enslaved person in the period following the American Civil War anything else 
Um, there's no record of him being an outlaw or being a criminal at that. Um, his only criminal activity that he was known for was the fact that he was able to read as a young kid, which was against the law for someone of uh, African American descent to learn. Foundational Black American. <laughs> <laughs> to um, learn to read and write. Okay. And also, you have Mary Fields, also goes by Stagecoach Mary and Black Mary. She was the first black female star route mail carrier in the United States. So a lot of times where you have white people that couldn't go on certain territories she, because of the Native Americans or Indians, they called them back then. She would take the mail there. She was able to cross. She, she had a pass, basically. And she got her job at the age of 60. You lazy Negroes. She got her job at 60 years old. Six, 60? 60. 60. 60, 60, that's when she started working for the U.S. Postal Carrier person at the age of 60. Wow. She retired at 71. Wow. We got these 22-year-olds and 30-year-olds just lazy. Lazy! <laughs> and so, uh, now that, that wasn't the one that was in the covet, the, not the covet, the non-covet, the yes. non-wearing. They were trying to say that she was lesbian without actually saying she was lesbian. She dressed like a man. She had a lot of male jobs. And she did do the nunnery thing, but that kicked out because she cussed too much. She played with guns. Right, right. <laughs> and then she did have a tavern. That was true. Um, but it definitely went bankrupt because she wanted to feed all the homeless people. Um, mm. So it didn't. It wasn't very profitable. Mm. So that's when she had to get a job at the U.S. Postal Department. Wow, okay. Thank <laughs> you for that. Yeah, Bass Reeves. Now, he was a law enforcement officer. He was the first black... Deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi River. He worked mostly in Arkansas and the Oklahoma Territory. And he is known as the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add about Bass Reeves? Um, no, he, I think you kind of summed it up. I think traditionally they, they say that he was like the Lone Ranger from the fact they said that he actually arrested his son for murder. Oh, interesting. His own son. Wow. And that's, that's how he believed in the law and, and believed that every criminal should be held accountable, yeah. okay. regardless of their if they're a relative or not. Wow. Okay. He's going to hold you accountable. Yeah, he's going to hold you accountable. Yeah. And then you have the Rufus Buck Gang. Now, this was a desperado multiracial gang whose members were part foundational Black American and part Creek Indian. Now, the crime spree took place in the Indian Territory of the Arkansas, Oklahoma area. Formed by Rufus Buck, the gang consisted of Lewis Davis, Sam Sampson, Mayoma, July, and Lucky Davis. Anything you'd like to add about Rufus Buck? And Rufus Buck was probably the only real true outlaw um, who who had record of being an outlaw. I think he was he was hung, right? They, got, they caught him at home. I think they hung all of them. Yeah, they hung him and his whole gang, but he, because he was a real outlaw, he was a criminal. Yeah, and I don't think he was the only one. Now, were you finished? Because I was gonna. No, yeah, I don't think he was the only one, but he was the only one that possibly, um, he was portrayed more of his real self than everyone else. Mm. Oh, okay. And then we go on to the other outlaw, Cherokee Bill. Cherokee Bill, better known as Crawford Goldsby. Um, a 19th century American outlaw responsible for the murders of eight men, including his brother-in-law. He and the gang terrorized the Indian Territory for over two years. Anything else you'd like to add about old Cherokee Bill? I think they said he killed his first um, person at the age of 17 when they were mocking him and embarrassed him in front of a girl that he liked. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking shit. Yeah, Bullying yeah. if you want to. You can get shot. Yeah, so he was like, I, I, I advise you guys not to make fun of me in front of the young lady over here. Um, if not, I'm going to have to put two on your head. Then they made fun, and then, you know, he, he locked in. <laughs> You've been warned. Yeah, you, you been made warned. your choice. Yeah, you know, you got Cherokee Builder. He'll give you a warning before he locks in. And then uh, you get, yeah, James Beckworth. Yeah, he was a mountain man, fur trader, and explorer. Beckworth was known as Bloody Arm because of his skill as a fighter. He was freed by his white father and apprenticed to a blacksmith so that he could learn a trade. Anything you got on James Beckworth? That kind of sums it up. All he right. was an explorer. Now, do you, do you have anything on uh, your girl, Cuffy? Um, 
I don't wait. Let me see. Because Cuffy, I think she she joined the military. Yeah, they said she that was the she first was, black woman. To she join kind the of military. she, but she hid her she hid her identity of being a woman. That's how she she got um she was able to get into the army. Right, and they used that actually in the movie of her portraying herself and like making it look right. like a boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She actually she got married, and what happened was the husband ran out on her and stole her money. And I think she went to trial to try to get, you know, try to say she sued him or something like that. But also, too, it, it kind of took a bad turn because I think something happened where it was an ailment she received when she was in, a, in the military. And I think she lost her toes or something like that. And there was some type of financial gain you're supposed to get when you're in the military. I can't think of the term right now. But what ended up happening was when they found out she was actually a woman, they made sure she wasn't qualified to get that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So she, so unfortunately, you know, her de- her demise was pretty bad. But, you know, um, you know, life, how it goes. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to talk about some of these camera shots. You know what I mean? You like, know, this movie reminds me of a Quentin Tarantino movie. That's who I thought directed it when I first saw it with all of the digital blood and all of the quick shots and stuff. You keep saying Quentin Tarantino do digital blood. Well, maybe now he does. Beforehand, it was kind of. Yeah, real blood. Remember, um, the the one with the with Samuel Jackson. That's yeah, that's a lot of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think. Pulp Fiction. Remember, that was that was, well, that was like what in in nineteen hundreds? That wasn't even two thousand, was it? Pulp Fiction. I, I always Pulp Fiction. I'm nineteen hundred. I mean, where what <laughs> where was Pulp Fiction? <laughs> Pulp Fiction that came out in I want to say was it nineteen ninety? Was it? It was probably 1999, somewhere around there. 1994. Okay, 1900s, like I said. So that's kind of old. So I don't think digital things were, were really Maybe out. Maybe 1900 sound old as hell. I, well, you know, when you, when you're a millennium like me, the 1900s is old. You're a millennium. I'm a millennium. You're a liar. <laughs> you're a generation actor. You I am a millennium. Your <laughs> stop your life. Anyway. I am whatever I say I am. <laughs> Nobody wants to be a Generation X anyway. Uh, I'm not a Generation X. Nobody wants to be a millennial anyway. But the camera shots, like how you said, you said that uh, the style reminded you of Quentin Tarantino. Now, the style reminded me of, I, 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 don't, I totally get the Quentin Tarantino shots. Like one of my favorite shots, some of my favorite shots is the Cherokee Bill and the soldier standoff when he was on the train, he had split screen. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Rufus Buck, when he walked into the prison and you see stagecoach Mary behind the bars. What's the name? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Nat Love. And you see Nat Love, uh, who was beaten until his ribs were red. Uh-huh. And it was like a shot where it was just, you're looking at, you're looking through the eyes of Rufus Buck that right. he walks inside the uh, prison. So there was a lot of cool shots in there. Yeah, and he had uh, Bill, uh, who has the pistol on Nat's back and then Jim has the pistol on Bill and he was like, you know, I don't think he wants to do that. You know what I mean? That, that part, I, I love that. Uh, I like the bleach column when uh, when Jim got shot and then you see like the columns drop down of everybody's facial expression. Uh-huh. I thought that was cool. It was dope when Nat Love got revenge on Jesus Cortez at the beginning. Well, it was probably Jesus Cortez, but uh-huh. you know, he comes from Jesus Cortez. <laughs> Jesus Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the close-up of Nat Love from, like, like when you see uh, Shotgun Mary, when she when you first hear her walk inside, I guess, to perform the song, you hear her slamming the butt of the gun down on the ground, and then it does a close-up. Each time she slams the gun on the ground, it did a close-up of uh, Nat Love. I thought that was pretty cool. And also the train scene of the camera where you see treacherous Trudy was on the tracks and the camera went under the horse and then the, the sound got a little muffled and then you see the train coming toward uh, treacherous Trudy. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so let's get into the, oh, did you have any other shots that, that stood out? Shots are cool, yes. Okay, now, there, are there any dislikes that you felt about this film? Well, um, I don't know if you noticed it, but a couple of the scenes where they were having a gun gunfight at the end, they kind of showed the cardboard backs of the town that they were in. 
Did you I know see, that? I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the cardboard back. So, so, somebody missed it. Somebody fucked up somewhere. <laughs> damn, damn, James. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anything else? No, I, I, I think I, I really liked it and I got it. I mean, you know, some movies when you see it and you're like, I don't get it. I, I got it. I got it in this movie. Um, again, like I didn't really understand, was it a comedy or was it a, a serious movie? And so watching it, it's, they had some funny parts to it, but it obviously it wasn't a comedy. Right, right. It was right. kind of a, a drama. A drama. Western. Yeah. Western. I, I, what did, I'm sorry, I kind of missed what you didn't like. I told you I didn't like the buildings. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, so you moved on to something else. You didn't even talk about this life. fake buildings. That's the only thing you dislike? I mean, I, I, I thought the movie was pretty good. Um, okay. I kind of predicted the plot, but I mean, you know, so I'm a genius, so I, 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 knew, I knew what the plot was in the beginning. So what did you predict? I predicted that that was going to be his father. He shot his father in the beginning. That, oh, yeah, oh, I, pre I cool. predicted that. Oh, okay, okay. I predicted that, and they were brothers, and that's why he kept them alive. I, I didn't predict that. I just predict, I knew they were going to be related, but I couldn't put it together. At first, I thought Rufus Buck was going to be his father, because, you know, that which we'll call it, Idris Elba kind of old. So I was <laughs> like, they're going to be related some type of way, but I was like, he can't be his father, so I thought maybe he was kidnapped as a kid or something. And I was like, nah, he wouldn't put a cross on his own son's head. I said, it's some type of relation I'm picking up here. I don't know what it, what it is yet, but yeah. Anything else other than predictions? Uh, no. Okay. Now, my dislikes. All right. One dislike I had was stagecoach Mary's plan. I felt like that was so stupid and dumb. It wasn't a plan. It was like, I'm just going to go into town and, and, and Tell her, let everybody yeah, know that we're, we're on your trail. I guess they just needed a way to get her to make her to be the um, the victim. The Van Dazzler, yeah, the dancer in the express. She had to become the dancer in the express, and they needed a way for her to do it because that damn it wasn't a plan. She didn't have a plan at all. So even if she if she did went in there and she purchased it purchased his club, then what? Right. Yeah, it was just crazy. Like it wasn't nothing after that. They had a plan. It wasn't a plan. I guess she can leave because I mean she had to play. I mean, as long as you pay, you can deal. But you know, but if but, you pay, then what? No, no. But remember, she has other property, so she she has to go to different businesses and stuff. But like I'm saying, that. but he wanted to get there to get close to him so he could kill him. So once she purchased the property, then what was oh, the plan? No, the, the whole plan was for her to go there and scout out everybody, see how many people that were there, find out who was who, like where everybody was located. But the thing was, it was just. It was just, it just wasn't together. I mean, they could have like, if that were to happen, if she, if she was able to purchase the uh, saloon or whatever, she would have been all right. Cause then it'd be like, all right, I need to go back to my other saloon, and then that's then she, that's when she leaves and you know speaks to Nat and be like, hey, this is how many people. Because even if she would have left, they would have followed her. So she wasn't gonna get away scot free. Not really. Why would they follow her? Because if they trusted her, if they, I mean, if they just sold her. I don't, the I don't think. I think that the fact that they know who. Who she runs run, who she runs with, they yeah. will never trust her. They'll, you know, they'll take the money and everything, but she would never be able to get away scot free. They, they wouldn't have done that. Don't you mean dread scot free? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? No. Really. <laughs> no, that's what uh that's what um that's what uh uh, uh Lakeith Stan well, Lakeith. That's what Wild I'm calling Wild Bill. That's what <laughs> Cherokee Bill said when he was talking to the Conductor of the trade. Three people. Okay. And he was like, uh, you know, you get out Dred Scott free. <laughs> and, you know, because, you know, like, uh, actually, Dred Scott was a foundational black American man in the United States who was unsuccessful. Unsuccessful. Unsuccessfully is what you're trying to say? I, I can't even say it. Unsuccessfully. Okay, there we go. Successfully <laughs> sued for his freedom. And that was of his wife. Harriet and the other two daughters in the Dred Scott versus Sanford case of 1857. So that's where, that's why he. That's where the term came from. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that's interesting, you know, like you get off scot free. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's interesting. And also, there were certain themes that were predictable. I would have to say myself, like the Cherokee Bill and Jim Beckworth, you know, I kind of felt like that was. That was predictable. I, I knew that they're gonna have. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that uh, Cherokee Bill was gonna put a hole in in Jim, you know, and he wouldn't stand a chance. 
I figured that was going to happen. And also... Look, I know we all knew that Net was going to get the girl at the end. We knew that. That was predictable. I mean... <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure. I was sure. I, I, and I'll get back to that later. I'll get back to that later. I didn't like Trudy's little chain when she, when she was fighting Shotgun Mary. Uh-huh. When she had that little chain, like anybody that could easily be broken. I thought that was like, they should have left that out. <laughs> it was like that. Um, and actually, I'm kind of nitpicking a little bit. How did Cuffy know that Jim Beckworth was faster than Cherokee Bill? I guess they're just talking about um, their old tales. What is it called? Um, folklore or yeah. folktale, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But how, but but because she was saying he was faster, but she never seen him shoot. Don't we were the only ones to see him shoot? That was at the beginning of the movie when they were messing with the. Um, well, you know they were they hung they hung out together. But he never shot nothing. We don't know what they did. You know, behind you know I don't know maybe they did <laughs> on the way there. That was a long trip. <laughs> they they could have been fucking around on the trip on the way there. Fourth plan. I guess she figured that he was better than her, and since she was able to shoot him, and 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 he didn't actually cheat. So if he wouldn't have cheated, he felt. I guess she felt like he would have won. Because all right, so like only time we saw Jim shoot was with the um, Crimson Hoods. Right, Crimson Hoods. Yeah. Let's see. What else? What else didn't? What else didn't I like? Oh, I had a problem with uh, Cherokee Bill. Like at first, well, I had a problem with this at first. Why did Cherry keep Bill decide to play fair? Like it didn't make any sense. Like I felt like, like at the time, because because there's more information that came out, and I'm and I actually put it in my likes. But at the time when I was going through my dislikes, I felt that it was a little off that Cherry Q Bill decided to play fair because they don't play, they, they, the Rufus Buck game never play fair. Mm-hmm. Like Rufus Buck could have beat Wiley, but he didn't even give, get a chance for Wiley to, you know, like like to, to make it fair. He just dodged or, or, you know, a couple of Wiley's punches and got that, the butt of that gun, like uh, Trudy gave him that gun mm-hmm. and he, you know, he pistol whipped him. So they don't play fair, they never did. Then all of a sudden, I was like, why in the hell would Cherokee Bill play fair? It doesn't make any sense to me. But some more information kind of came out that, you know, that kind of changed that might take this off the list. But yeah, that that, that was a, a thing I had because I felt like if Cuffy, if that was true about uh, Wild, um, Wild Bill, if that was true about Cherokee Bill, I felt like Cuffy should have cheated Cherokee Bill to get the upper hand on Cherokee Bill. Sure, I, I get that, but... To me, I think Cherokee Bill kind of like he. To me, he seemed like a just an unhappy, depressed person anyway, and he was kind of a legend. Everybody said how great he was, but the only reason why he was so great and so why he won is because he cheated. Right. He always cheated in order to win. So in his mind, it's like this is this is a component I probably know I can beat. I ain't got to cheat to win against her or you know him, whatever he thought he was, and I guess he kind of didn't expect her to be what she was and she gave him the business but but he never underestimated anybody i know he did he never underestimated anybody his whole life and it could be why he was so depressed and his he was a legend but he was a legend for lies he wasn't quick he he, he couldn't shoot everybody as quick as he as everybody thought he could but he never went by that rule though like see everybody else assumed he was the fastest right you know what i mean he was like, it's all about being alive and dead. Exactly. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, 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 and the thing is, when you're dealing with war, you know what I'm saying? Some, there's no rules in love and warfare, as they say. Right. And and that that's that was his mentality. But the people around him saw him as a legend and saw him as the fastest. He was. He knew he wasn't the fastest. They saw him as the fastest. That very moment of time, it's like, oh, I'm living this lie. This shit ain't true. And you know, he he's kind of seen this opponent like shit. I I know I could I could beat against her, and, and he didn't. But but and I, he wasn't as quick as he as he thought he was. Let me ask you, so where'd you get that from? That he said that. Well, I just I, that's just my interpretation of this character. <laughs> <laughs> so it just came out of nowhere. He just, no, I mean he just, just watching it, watching his um, gestures, watching um, some of the stuff that he said under his breath. Um, I just felt like. He, but he didn't say anything with her. 
Like everybody else, you talk slick. You never talk slick with her. Right. It was like it was towards the end. You know, you you a liar. You're you're not as great as you. And she called him out on it. You gonna cheat again, huh? You gonna do this again? You gonna do that? She kind of called him out on his on his bullshit. But but I guess what I'm trying to say, I'm trying to get is at what point did it was like, all right, he did this to let me know that because she's a woman. I have the advantage. Well, I don't think that it's that she's a woman because nobody really knew she was a woman, but it's just the perception, the perception of the person who, who's standing in front of me. They're not intimidating. Well, I mean, uh, Jim wasn't. Well, I think Jim probably was intimidating. He was intimidating. You know, in horseplay, he's swinging his gun around. He, you know, he's, he, he's kind of a showboat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the other thing too, People thinking Cuffy and Mary had a thing going on because of a kiss on the damn cheek. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> to me, this is rape culture. Now I'm just joking. Um, I have a problem with that. Like, why, why are people trying to put something there that's not there? Like, like, clearly- that was a passionate kiss. It was a passionate kiss for two women who were in a saloon. They worked together very closely, with together, and they kind of portrayed Cuffy as being. A lesbian, which there there wasn't any record of, of that because the guy was attracted to her and she seemed like she really liked him too. Who, Cuffy? Yeah, Cuffy and, and um Jim. And Jim. She was like, no, she was really they seemed like they were kind of close. Um I wouldn't say Oh, you're not talking about Jim, you're talking about um Well he was like, Dang, it is a woman. I can't believe I was Oh, it's for that part. Oh, yeah. okay. Ooh, that's a close shave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I thought I was attracted to a dude. Thanks. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but but my thing was no. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you on the fact that Cuffy had a thing for Mary because when I always have a problem saying his name, Nat, when he was in the saloon and he was kissing, when he kissed Mary, Cuffy was she jealous. was looking hard. Yeah, she, she was looking, looking hard. hard. Them big old ass was just buck. <laughs> fucking the eyes. But 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 I mean, she weren't. She didn't really hate him because when she know. told her to leave. She was like, just go upstairs. She upstairs to the right. That's where the room is. Go right up the stairs and to the right. You were, you were kind of there. I, but I think, I think, I think, no, I just think that she felt something. I mean, it's like, it's like somebody, I mean, she ain't a hater. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you like somebody and that person don't like you like that, but then you see them flirt with somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's kind of different from your point of view, but I'm thinking from a female point of view, well, from a male point of view with a female. I mean, it, it, it sting a little bit, but you just, you know, take a shot and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? You know, salute to them. And you know what I'm saying in that situation. But, you know, but I, I, I kind of do feel that Cuffy did feel something for Mary, but I don't think it was mutual. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, it was a kiss yeah. on the cheek. It wasn't like a kiss I on the lips. I think she really respected her. Yeah, 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 yeah. She really, expe- really respected her. And, you know, they always got to make, throw the little lesbian stuff up in the situation, keep it interesting. 2021, everything. You, <laughs> you got to be something in there. Um, now, your likes. Um, I like the cast, of course. The cast was great. Great. I like the fact that they used real characters, um, although they didn't really use their their real history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the fact that these are characters, and, and it's it's one of those movies that make you go back and research these characters. And say, hey, who is Net Love? Who who really is Net Love? Who is Billy Pat Pratt? You know, you really want to go and and do your history, do your research on it. So. It made you want to learn more. Oh, okay. I did want to ask you. And I think that the the script was written beautifully. I love how they put it together. I love how they even had references to people of today. Like, um, oh, it's like the the uh, like the the name on the train, the stores, the Carter and Carter, and then the fact that the the city, the the town that they were they were going to was Redwood, kind of. That was supposed to be like Tulsa. What is it? Tulsa. Tulsa. Tulsa, where, where there was just all of the flowing black people with their businesses. I like the fact that they used it. So I think it was it was put together. The little small details were great with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, anything else that you like? Um, man, I just like us. I would like to see us. <laughs> I like us to see just to see that in in the Western um, movies. So. I like that. You like that? So you think, you think you're going to start getting getting more into Western? I will not, but <laughs> I enjoyed this. That's what's up. So here's my likes. 
Now that's a long laundry list of likes. I shouldn't have said that. But just to give you a heads up, there it is. Now, I enjoyed the opening. That started strong. You know, when you had Chase, Chase Dillard playing the young Nat Love, when you had Rufus Buck come inside the house and shoot up Nat Love's father and the mother. And the way kind of pulls you in, you want to we want to watch the rest, right? And and, and Chase Dillon, the way he was screaming as a kid, that only blow. I, I would probably, yeah, that little boy did a great job. Yeah, he the, did. The only only blow I would say I didn't like about what he did, he, he, he forgot. And it's not his fault. They didn't put tears in his eyes. I felt like they should have put tears. They should like got some spritz or something and and put some. Not well, spritz I guess up, he but was he like was strong. He was strong but, as a kid too. That that was screaming, was screaming his head off with no tears. You know what I'm saying? But no, but that scream was curdling. You know what I'm saying? But I I did it. I I do give it up for uh, Chase Dilly. He did a great job, that young man. And um, also meeting stagecoach Mary and the music. How that you know how the music was. Mm -hmm. The music. Her introduction was great. Yeah, yeah, and the music. And, and the whole film was just amazing. Even like when when Nat Love was singing right before uh, they were getting ready to go to war. It was Nat Love and Jim. What they were singing? There. My posse's on Broadway. <laughs> they were not singing that. Also, the train scene was cold. I love the train scene. I mean, just when Treacherous Trudy got on the tracks and got on the train and then... Um, uh, Trudy's accent. Oh, I love her New Orleans, her 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 Pekingese uh, New York <laughs> New Orleans accent. I love that. I that made me look at her different. I started looking at Regina King video. Regina King always been hot. You late? No, no, no. She was hot. I mean, she was from two two seven, and I really I didn't like how she used to treat Cal Calvin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, I got was like, ah, you know, it, you know, she was all right. You know. Back then, I, I definitely didn't think she was ugly or anything. Then when I saw her boys in the hood, it was kind of weird because she was acting hood and then she wasn't the same character from, you know, 227. I was like, she acting hood. She and then, you uh, can't typecast her. Huh? No, you can't. And then, then when then I saw the videos, like like when she would uh, promote the movie, man, she she had on this outfit. I think it was the Jimmy Kimmel show and she had the little uh, cleavage showing and her legs was all shined up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wow. Like this you is not a porn. Testing, testing. This is not a porn. It did. It did. It <laughs> we did. don't need a visual of what you were thinking. Or what your hands were when you were thinking it. Then she did another one when she went to the UK and she had on these uh, high boots, little shorts. And even the announcer was a female. She said, hey, I didn't know it was short shorts day. I could have worn my shorts. I was like, man, I, I hear you. She, she David Robinson, you know, number. So. I got to give it to her. Looking great. Looking great there, young lady. And so, um, also, the black women in this movie were beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Every black woman was beautiful in this movie, and I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Also, Shotgun Mary. When Shotgun Mary, knowing that when they were in the saloon, that the whole thing was a hoax between Nat and the sheriff. She figured it out because that's her nigga. That's her dude. But you know how she figured it out? He didn't try to fight his way out. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Like when he was walking out, I took it like do 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 do, and the sheriff got the guns on everybody else except him. Like he could easily run, but she he got the guns on everybody else, like to protect him just in case they jump bad. And then he just walks out, and you see treacherous Mary looking. Not treacherous Mary. You see uh, shotgun Mary looking like, wait a minute, that's some bullshit. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Jimmy was hella swaggy in this. Jim. I thought he was hella swaggy. And he was swaggy to death. <laughs> and then you got Trudy's story when she was peeling an apple. Man, I felt that story. I thought it was a good story. I loved that. I loved that that chemistry that the two had when Treacherous Trudy and um and Shotgun Mary were mm -hmm. talking when she was tied up. And Mary was like, and I still don't respect you. I feel sorry for your sister, but F you. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I thought Mary was gonna die. When Angel, when she when she was like, hey, you know, I, you know, uh, uh, something about, I guess she compared her to Hope, and then first she compared her to her sister, and then I think at the end she kind of compared her to Hope, and then that's when Angel wrapped that um cord around her neck and started choking her out. I, I, I knew she couldn't die because Nick had to get the girl at the end. No, but I was like, 
who, who's gonna save her? You know, I, you know, like no, if she didn't stop it, that would have been it. I thought that was it for her. That's what they to bring it back around to what you were saying. How you predicted she was gonna leave in the end with him? Uh-huh. I didn't think after she that buddy wrapped that joint around her, her neck. I was like, oh, I don't know. She, I don't know where this story gonna go. You know, it might be surprising and, and kill her. You know, that gives him more motive. You know what I mean? Because the way the reason the reason I thought that he was gonna kill her was how he uh, how uh, Rufus Buck did his mother. Because his mother was innocent, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, anybody can get it. You know what I'm saying? Then also, the eyes. That's the other thing, too, I noticed with um, James Samuels. In the first one that I was talking about, they they die by dawn. Shotgun Mary was Erica Badu. Uh And you notice how Erica Badu's eyes are. Uh So Mary, or uh, Sassy Beats, her eyes are like eyes of fire. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, a burgundy type color, a dark burnt brown type color. Then you had Trudy, who uh, played by Regina King. You know, her eyes are like... Light brown? Yeah, the hazel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Eleanor Love, played by Delonda Wise. You know, her eyes were like... Like, like uh, favorite the color of amber. Or, or amber colored, the amber colored nebula system. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just real light brown. You know what I mean? So like it seems like James Samuel has has a thing with you know black women with hazel eyes. Uh, you know what I mean? Because all of them basically. I was wondering where you were getting going at with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they all like Erica Badu in the first one, Gina King, Zazie Beats, and uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, so. But I, but also uh, Cuffy, the actress that played Cuffy. She got that print in her eye. <laughs> it's like that, that from the Exorcist movie. You know when you know when they've been they, they got the devil inside of them. They get that extra eyeball in their eye from the Exorcist, <laughs> the series. <laughs> she had that extra <laughs> eye, that third eye. <laughs> um, but I also I I wanted to mention that I did like the fact that um, Nate actually turned into his brother at the end if you think about it his brother oh, yeah, his brother yeah. hunted his dad down because his dad he felt like his dad did him wrong you know abused him and him and his mother so he hunted him down for years until he found him and he killed him right. and that's what Nate did to his brother he right. hunted him down mm-hmm. for years until he caught him and he so he was he was his brother they were the same person no, actually, he surpassed his brother because he said I couldn't kill my brother. Right. You know. But yeah, but, but I mean, uh, I'm sure he could say, "Well, I couldn't kill my daddy." But yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're the point. same person. Yeah, point. The young lady who played coffee was uh, Danielle Deadweiler. Um, they said for a new for for a new beginner um, actress, she did a great job. Oh, okay. she showed yeah, she's from the UK. She played those um those wild eyes. Them eyes was crazy looking. Fucking, she looked like she was she just been in New New Jack City up in one of those buildings. <laughs> uh, I, I used to be prom queen. There you go. There you go. There you go. I couldn't think of a quote. The crackhead quote. But uh. No, also, crackhead, crackhead quote. Let me borrow a dollar. Let me borrow a dollar. I get back. <laughs> Let me borrow your TV. I'll bring it back. <laughs> You had uh, the Chaswick Aaron Bozeman on the side of the train. I yeah. thought that was a great tribute. And also Cherokee Bill, the Easter egg. Now, I'm bringing it back full circle. Now, Cherokee Bill. Now, San, uh, James Samuel, remember I was saying that it was a dislike about that whole standoff between Cuffy and Cherokee Bill. The reason why I have it in the like section, I just found out some information. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out, Joy. She sent me something and I looked it up and it had James Samuels actually breaking down the song. It's a song by so boy from Goody Mob. CeeLo? CeeLo. It's a song by CeeLo. CeeLo wasn't in Goody Mob. Yeah, he was. Oh no, he wasn't in. What group they said that he was He was in? supposed to be an outcast. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was supposed to be an outcast. But then he went to Goody Mob. But anyway. I met CeeLo. I met CeeLo too. Well, well, not really. Uh, we was just at the same booth at the um, mall getting our uh, screens on protected on our phone. That's it. That took that took as a gigantic rock waller head. That took a head like he got a gigantic head, but... stomach too. To be so short. <laughs> Pause. 
you know. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, but it was in the song where, because when I first saw this, I actually thought that he uh, he let her shoot him. That was like that won't make any sense, and I'm not going to tell anybody that because people are going to be like, "Oh, you trying to say that a woman ain't fast enough to shoot him?" You know. I don't know why I got to sound like Martin Luther King doing that. I was what I, you know, so I kind of was like, did he, did he let her? Because he pulled out first. He pulled out first. His, his demeanor was kind of, it wasn't, he wasn't locked in like he, how he was with all of his other victims. He kind of was like, he had a, a face of sorrow. But Samuel said that, um, James Samuel said that it's, yeah, it was an Easter egg in the, in, in the song. I mean, there's a huge Easter egg in this, in this film that um, I, I'm not going to tell you what the, what the egg is. It's huge. And it's where I place music over film. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'll tell you the song. The song is Black Skin Mile by CeeLo. And it's um, it's uh, it plays at, at the end and kind of uh, it kind of joins and molds uh, the storylines of Rufus Buck, Nat Love when he's bent over Jim Beckham, and Cherokee Bill when when he faces Cuffy, and the song speaks of his his uh, his state of mind, but it's huge. Huge, huge Easter egg in that song. It's a code, and um, I'd leave that to you guys to find out. And that lets you know what was going on with the characters and what Cherokee Bill was thinking. And in the song, it said how he thought that he was going to die. I'm paraphrasing now. He how he was going to die from. Uh, karma and he never thought about that he would it was too late for him to see the sunrise you know what I'm saying and the thing was that would have been karma so but in the song he said I thought I was going to die of karma you know what I mean like I would have a you know a, a dreadful death of karma like again I'm, I'm paraphrasing but the thing was that wasn't karma then so then if that is not karma then he allowed Cuffy to shoot him I lost my shadow and violence in Never knew the search would be within Beckles was fast Drew a picture I saw the sun until it was too late And oh, drew my loneliness Chasing every last high Take me back to black skin mile Cause at the end he had He had a um A 180 he, 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 That was epiphany. His, an epiphany Yeah and it was like You know it, like he took out some good people if you think about it you know what i'm saying like he like in the, at the beginning of the movie you know what i'm saying he kind of even said I, I have you know i, I probably I don't take enjoy joy in violence yeah i don't take but i but i'll, I'll you know i'll do enjoy it, it with you no but with the white people i'll do it with you though i'll enjoy it with you and that he didn't seem more beat but when he was dealing with jim when he was dealing with beckworth or with jim is it jim beckworth or is it uh what's, what's the, the other brother's name bill pratt Bill Pickett, yeah, Bill Pickett, Pickett. yeah, yeah. So when he so when he said, uh, you know, when it was Bill Pickett, it was like words of wisdom. Like he always tried to talk them out. Well, he taught all of his victims. He would talk them out of that situation. I'm going against him. Yeah. Stop. Don't don't try me. Right. I, I ain't who you think I am. Right, right. You know that song reminds me of the scene on Set It Off. You know when set they set it off on your left, y'all. Set it off. On <laughs> you no, know, after everybody dies. 
and Jada Pinkin is on the bus and she's looking at her friend. She looking at Foxy on the floor dead and she see the police officer and that song that comes on. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay, you had me going. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. When um when Jada Pinkin finally makes it to the bus and um and she sees Vivica Fox on the, on the ground dead and the police officer standing over there and everybody else who's dead, that song that comes on and they, they drive it off. That that reminds me of that song. What, Set It Off, I See J- That's song? not the damn song. That's the song. <laughs> that's not the one with um, on Bone Thugs Army, is it? No. It's a sad song. Everybody's dead. It's a sad song. What was the... What was the See that that we more than thugs, more than thugs, no, more than thugs, no. more than thugs, <laughs> with the little twist of harmony, we smoking <laughs> lethal warriors, warriors no, warriors, no, warriors. no, that's a great way to end it, I think that's what it was, that's a great <laughs> way to end that song, we smoking lethal warriors, warriors, anyway, so, what are your comparisons? I would compare this to the Long Ranger, of course, um, Dead Presidents, and the Magnificent Seven. And Posse. Posse's I'm tired of you still in my joint, man. I should have never told you. All right, my comparison is Bleach. Oh, that's an anime. Okay. You don't know what that is. Young Guns. Excuse me. And Posse. And what do you rank this film? I give it nine tattoos of scorpions on your hand. Oh, look at you. I give this nine and a half bullets with Cherokee Bill's name on it. <laughs> I thought that was cool that he had a bullet that he etched. Yeah, he set the time he, down that and mean etched. He, he, was, he anticipated that. And that just fucked it all up. And I think that was that, that was messaging with that though. I feel like it was a messaging, you know, a lot of a lot of messages that was in this. Like for example, I didn't notice that Rufus Buck was trying to do like like I think you brought it up before. Uh, uh, a black wall street uh-huh. but you know it was but unfortunately nat love kind of got in the way of it so by them stealing the money see i think yeah he, that, he said he needed fifty thousand dollars for the town but actually he was just trying to to make the town something that it wasn't you know he right. wanted to be like the tyrant of the town he didn't want the people to live freely they had to live by his rules right but i think I think the people you would have treated the people. I mean, you still would have ruled with the Iron Fist, but I think it would have been a different lifestyle for the people if Nat Love didn't get in the way of stealing that money. Because by them, by Nat Love stealing the money, they were broke, and so that way he was charging everybody else so much money. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if Nat Love didn't get in the way of stealing the money, they would have had the money to build up the town. And I but I mean, the town would have would have still been unfairly by him being a tyrant because he wanted to be the mayor, he wanted to be the sheriff, he you know he wanted to be that that. that oh yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I said, um, I, you know, I think he still would have ruled with Iron Fist. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he would have. It would have been as hardcore as as them being broke, ruling with Iron Fist. Okay. Oh, and also too, I did like the way that shot his gun. He looked like Steph Curry shooting a three. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Like right before, I think that was right before Nat got shot, and when Nat shot. Rufus, I think Rufus had on a Scarface uh, suit. <laughs> I think he was the, the the black the black suit, whatever with the white, you know what I mean, the white butterfly collar looking joint. <laughs> nah, but um, but yeah, yeah. So that that was that's it, everybody. Anything else you would like to add about this film? My party's on Broadway. They should have played that song. They should have had that song somewhere. <laughs> Dun- my posse's on Broadway. You think they really should have had that song? Moving Broadway. It ain't got no place to go. I'm done. <laughs> but I, I did I did like some quotes. I'd rather ride into a gun battle on a dark horse over a golden stallion. That's with Cuffy. It all comes down to who's alive and who's dead, Bill. March. Hulk. One, two, three, four, that love. That was funny when dude told him to march. Uh-huh. And then uh, being scared, th- he said this in, I guess, the native Indian native tongue, or native it's American Cherokee. tongue. Cherokee tongue. He oh. said, uh, being scared will only give you bad karma in the, in the afterlife. In the afterlife. Yeah, he said that to your boy, Beckett. I think I said his name right, Beckett. Kick it. I said Beckett. 
<laughs> Bill Pickett. You said that to Bill Pickett. All right, folks, that is it. This was fun. And I have to go and I'm late for work. But, and you're just getting off work. So, would you like to give your social media? You can reach me at NikkiLB1 on Instagram or Nikki Lachey on Facebook. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you can reach me at Critical Blue Reviews, Critical with a K on Instagram. Critical Blue Reviews, Critical with a K on Twitter. Critical Blue, that's Critical Blue with a K on Facebook. I'm trying to convince you or us. Convince, convince who of what? You saying that so many times, like you're not sure. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Very sure. I'm glad you are. Thank you, ma'am. All right, folks. It was fun, and you all take it easy. One. Mm-hmm.